Welcome back to Anthropocene Explained, a podcast where we discuss the latest human events and activities in the newest epoch in Earth's history. I'm your host, Ryan Wang. Today we will be looking into the latest development that has arisen in the Anthropocene, the COVID-19 pandemic. More specifically, how the pandemic has affected the American economy and labor market. A lot has happened in the last few months. Let's rewind the clock and take a closer look at how the nation fell to COVID-19. The pandemic has caused serious damage to the global economy. The disruption in the education and labor market spells serious repercussions when the pandemic subsides and the world has to rebuild. These lingering consequences will be counterproductive to the UN's eighth sustainable development goal, decent work and economic growth. Different scenarios are playing out in different countries around the world. So let's focus on what's going on here in the United States. There are two major economic issues at hand with the pandemic in the United States. Employment and education. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the unemployment rate has risen to 14.7% by April. To put that in context, the Federal Reserve usually sets the unemployment rate goal to be around 2 to 3%. Well, how did this happen? Well, due to the stay-at-home orders being issued across all the states, people were unable to act as consumers and spend money. This meant that businesses were generating less revenue, forcing many of them to let go of the employees that were no long that no longer made sense economically. The fired employees then are stuck at home without a stream of revenue to spend on consumption. This negative feedback loop persists in all recessions. The other major issue is education. Students, from preschoolers to graduates, are not receiving in-class education due to the pandemic. This limited hindrance of education may seem inconsequential, but it suddenly creates a group of people who will be slightly less educated slash skilled when entering the workforce. In the long run, this could become a serious impediment. On, from, from economic rebound following the pandemic. Nobody knows what exactly will happen with the pandemic or the economy in the next few months. In the Federal Reserve's meeting minutes, it was stated that participants commented that in addition to weighing heavily on economic activity in the near term, the economic effects of the pandemic created an extraordinary amount of uncertainty and considerable risks to the economic activity in the medium term. While the Fed struggles to salvage the economy amid the viral-induced recession, Let's refocus onto what's happening in Washington. The COVID-19 pandemic is testing both the competency and efficiency of the federal government, both the executive and legislative branch. However, to understand what's happening in Washington right now, we have to rewind. The year is 2019, and Trump is feeling good about his re-election prospects. The economy, widely regarded as the most important issue by voters, appears to be doing well. Market indexes such as the Dow Jones and S&P 500 were hitting record highs, while according to the Bureau of Economics Analysis, the real gross domestic product growth throughout 2019 was respectable 2.3%. However, there were warning signs that the growth rate was slowing down. The trade conflict with China, the economy overheating, and the overvaluation of businesses on the equity market were sounding alarms that the longest bull market in the U.S. history was finally coming to an end. The economic unease continued into the new year. In late January, the WHO started to sound the alarm on the potential global spread of the virus. However, when asked by CNBC whether there were any concerns about the virus spreading to the United States, Trump responded, We have it totally under control. It's one person coming in from China, and we have it under control. It's going to be just fine. Clearly, that comment did not age well. But the reason why Trump was trying to downplay the disease was because he didn't want to frighten the markets. 
Oftentimes, it's the pandemonium that precedes a disaster that causes economic collapse. Trump was afraid that if he had sounded the alarm on a possible pandemic early, he would have taken down the economy with it, losing a major selling point for his, for his re-election. This type of political thinking resulted in a slower-moving response to COVID-19 around the country. The executive branch continued to downplay the growing number of cases in the United States throughout February. Then, in mid-March, Trump and the executive branch finally started issuing orders to control the spread of the virus, with Trump saying, this is a pandemic. I felt it was a pandemic long before it was called a pandemic. An interesting turn of events for the executive branch and the president. It seems like they were more worried about re-elections than the pandemic. The legislative branch, meanwhile, has enacted essential change to curb the economic effects of COVID-19. The International Monetary Fund gives a detailed list of major legislation passed by Congress to improve the economic and labor status in the country. For example, the newly created Paycheck Protection Program provided grants and loans to help small businesses retain workers and stay in business. The Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, or CARES Act, provided tax rebates to individuals, expanded unemployment benefits, provided a food safety net for the most vulnerable, and worked to prevent corporate bankruptcy by, pro by providing loans. These new acts serve as an attempt to provide decent work and reverse economic downturn. While it may not be the magic bullet that will completely turn the national economy around, government support plays a major role in alleviating the recession. So how can we relate the fight to maintain decent work and economic growth amidst the COVID-19 pandemic to the greater Anthropocene? During this epoch, humans have grown to dominate the planet, having a large influence on the climate and environment. As a result, we have come into contact with millions of types of life forms populating the world, including microorganisms that can cause disease and wreak havoc on the human body. According to a research paper on the environmental and social influences of infectious disease, newly infectious diseases, including those caused by viruses, gradually emerged as modern humans increased in numbers and dispersed throughout the world over the last 50 to 100,000 years. The increased spread and connection of humans during the Anthropocene also led to the spread of deadly pathogens. Examples include the Black Plague from Asia to Europe through the Silk Road, smallpox from Europe to the Americas through the Columbian Exchange, and the 1918 flu spread from an unknown location to all over the globe during World War I. The COVID-19 pandemic is the latest example of the consequences of widespread human influence across the planet in the age of the Anthropocene. However, by looking at how we are trying to rebound economically, we also get a glimpse of the resilience of the human spirit that has gotten us so far. Today, we talked about the COVID-19 pandemic, the latest chapter of human history. We took a closer look into how the pandemic was affecting the American economy and what the government was or was not doing to help improve decent work and economic growth. Finally, we tied this latest piece of history to the greater context of Earth's newest epoch. Thank you all for tuning in to Anthropocene Explained and see you all next week.